0: You can listen to the front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say Play the News from the Australian. From the Australian, here's what's on the front. I'm Kristen Amiot. It's Friday, August 11. The government has given up on plans to establish a low level radioactive waste dump in South Australia saying it won't challenge a federal court ruling in favour of local Indigenous people. The coalition says the move could have ramifications for the historic AUKUS Pact, and it means we have nowhere to dump the more than 17,000 cubic metres of radioactive waste currently scattered across the country. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has delivered another win to the unions ahead of next week's Labor National Conference. He's agreed to establish a joint parliamentary inquiry into the way the government makes free trade agreements. The inquiry will be tasked with developing negotiation frameworks as well as investment deals that focus on workers, business and the national interest. Detained Australian journalist Cheng Li has sent an open letter to Australia saying she longs to be reunited with her young children. The television anchor has been detained in a Beijing prison for 3 years and says she misses the things many of us take for granted, including sunlight, nature and family. The Matildas will take on France in the quarterfinal of the FIFA Women's World Cup tomorrow night. But can our national team continue their home ground dream run and will star skipper Sam Kerr start in the Matildas most consequential match yet? That's in today's episode. It's Australia's final sporting frontier. We've comfortably clocked up World Cups in cricket, netball, and rugby, among others, and secured about every trophy, ring, and urn under the sun. A FIFA World Cup, however, has evaded our football loving nation for decades. But as anticipation builds for the Matilda's quarterfinal clash against France in Brisbane tomorrow night, there's a feeling that the tide could be turning our national women's team is just three wins away from World Cup glory and on home soil to boot. You don't have to be a football expert or even a fan to know that the Matildas are on fire. They had something to prove after a shock loss to Nigeria in the group stage of the World Cup and prove it they did. Canada, the reigning Olympic champions, failed to answer the Matildas' four goals with a single point. But Australia dream start. It's the one they wanted, and that should settle the nerves,
1: not just among the
0: players... Likewise, in the knockout stage, they sent Denmark packing with a thrilling 2-0 victory that would become the most watched television event of the year. And they did it all with little more than a cameo from benched skipper Sam Kerr, proving they're nothing less than a team of superstars. Steph Catley, no problems. The cherry on top for the Matildas. It's Razzo. So as speculation mounts around the Star Skipper's probable return, do we dare ask if this could be our year? I
1: really feel like they might do it. The reason for saying that is that there's just this palpable sense among the players that I really think that they believe they're going to do it.
0: Will Swanton is a sport reporter with The Australian.
1: And one thing that Sam Kerr's injury has done is kind of given a lot of the other players who for a decade have lived in Sam's shadow. Players like Caitlin Ford, Steph Catley, Mary Fowler, they are serious footballers. They've always been a bit under the radar in their home country. But now we've seen kind of how terrific a lot of these other players are. They are world-class players, which obviously means they have the class to win the World Cup. So they 100% can win it. I mean, half the fascination of football is... There's literally no guarantee.
0: The question on everybody's lips is, of course, if Sam Kerr will start in tomorrow night's quarterfinal clash. The skipper was ruled out of the group stage just hours before the Matildas' first game due to a calf injury.
1: Well in the worst news you could possibly have, the star of the team, uh, Sam Kerr, has suffered a calf injury at training. She may miss up to two matches. That could not be worse news for the Matildas if you
0: tried She'd stay on the sidelines until the final minutes of that all-important knockout match against Denmark, taking to the field amid raucous applause from another sell-out Sydney crowd.
1: Sam Kerr's got away.
0: Is this the moment?
1: We won't know until 90 minutes before kick-off, and that's when the team sheets come out. So Tony Gustafsson, the coach, he's done the same thing every game and nothing's going to change here. It's not that he wants to keep things from the public. He wants to keep things from the French team. So he doesn't want them to know if Sam Kerr's starting, coming on late, coming off the bench, if Sam plays, what the other positional changes are. So completely understand why he won't tell us because what he's really doing then is telling France. You want your best player playing every possible minute. For Tony, the coach, if he waits too long and then France go 2-0 up before she even gets on, I mean, what a disaster for the Matildas and for Tony's legacy as a coach if the game's as good as over before Sam Kerr even gets to have some kind of involvement. But then again, if you start Sam and if she's just Not match fit enough. That could blow up in Tony's face as well. It's a great problem to have, as they keep saying. How do you fit the world's best player back into a winning team?
0: As exciting as it would be to see Captain Kerr back in full flight, it's been suggested that her return could disrupt the incredible momentum built by the Matildas in the lead-up.
1: We're not talking about any ordinary player. The best player in the world, the most likely goal scorer... She has this confidence and this swagger and this fierce competitive drive. The people most happy to have Sam on the field would be the other players on the field. Someone obviously have to go back to the bench if Sam comes on. But the best chance for Australia to win the World Cup is to have Sam Kerr front and centre. And if anything, you know, it just goes back to what the plan was on day one before she got injured
0: coming up after the break the french side has an axe to grind with the matildas so what should we expect from one of the world's best teams in brisbane tomorrow night a troubled young woman her evil parents we never had
1: any issues between us
0: has justice been done uh, i mean a prisoner Join journalist Richard Gilliatt as he delves into one of Australia's most gripping cases. Shadow of Doubt, a new podcast investigation from The Australian. I cannot find one of these allegations that's possible. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Back in July, before the FIFA Women's World Cup got underway, the Matildas hosted the French football team, the Blues, in a friendly match at Melbourne's Marvel Stadium. In a sensational shake-up, the Aussies got up by one point to nil. Here come the Matildas. It's been a little while since we've been up this end with real intent. Rasso, the cutback back for Fowler, beautifully done! And Mary Fowler! Off the bench, in the second half. And onto the score sheet. Coolly taken. France is currently ranked fifth in the women's FIFA rankings, five full spots ahead of Australia. They could have and probably should have won that match with their eyes closed. So to say they were seething about the result would probably be the understatement of the century. Sport reporter Will Swanton wrote for The Australian that there's simply no way the Blues will be taking tomorrow night's quarterfinal clash with the Matildas lightly. Here he is again.
1: This is a true powerhouse footballing nation. A European powerhouse won't take kindly to being beaten by good old Australia down here. (laughs) This could be the hardest match the Matildas have in the whole tournament because they're a skillful team, they're a tough team... So for the respect we give the Matildas here, the French women don't get that in their country. And part of that is because they've been massive underachievers for French football at Women's World Cup. So the French women are trying to prove that they can achieve what the French men can. One thing I remember from that practice game in Melbourne when the Matildas won, I just remember how furious the French players were to have lost even that game. The other interesting thing is four years ago in France was the Women's World Cup. France did get behind them for that tournament. They had 45,000 in the crowd in Paris when they played America in the quarterfinals, but they lost that quarterfinal. And so that was a devastating blow for French women's football. They're trying to do to us here what happened to them in France four years ago
0: there's no doubt France will be throwing everything it has at the match in a bid to avoid another embarrassment by Australia.
1: Well, I think it'll be quite the spectacle because the Matildas like to attack, but so does France. They've got a super strong defensive line, the French, so it's not going to be as easy for the Matildas to break free in attack. So there could be a lot of countering from both. So you'd imagine it would be high energy from both teams, high energy, Fast-paced, you know, there'll be a lot of physical contact in it, a lot of hard tackling. I think on form, you would give them Matildas an edge, so you would expect. There's probably not going to be too much in this match, which is going to be nerve-wracking. Yeah, this could end up nil all with five minutes to go and maybe into extra time and, for all we know, maybe the heart attack stuff of penalty shootouts. <laughs>
0: Tomorrow's quarterfinal marks the first time the Matildas and the Blues have faced off since that July 14 friendly, which skipper Sam Kerr played in. So, noting the Aussies' current form, should they be afraid of the captain's comeback?
1: That's what we're saying about Tony keeping everything under wraps until 90 minutes before kick-off. Because if you're the French team now, how do you plan to play the Matildas when you don't know if they're, you know, number one player? is starting or coming off the bench. They'll have a game plan for when Sam's on the field and a game plan for when she's not there, which is great for the Matildas because it's only not until 90 minutes before kick-off that the French actually know who they're playing against because when Sam is such a unique player and such a dangerous player, a lot of the French defence is just going to have to swarm on her because the only way you can stop a player like Sam is to give her no space.
0: The Matildas, for their part, have form and fitness on their side. And Will says they'll be taking every inch of their enviable momentum into tomorrow night's clash against France. And that means a FIFA World Cup victory, what would be Australia's first, is within reach. So can the Matildas snatch it out from under one of the best teams in the game?
1: 100% they can, because their form is red hot. Their best form, I reckon, is better than anyone else's in the tournament. They've managed to take this kind of hometown pressure side of things and turn it into a positive. But they are so confident in what they're doing. I think it'll be more of a shock if they lose between now and the final. But I've also got this kind of suspicion that France is a heck of a team with a massive point to prove to the Matildas, to the people back home in France, to themselves... French football as that, you know, swagger and confidence and aggression and pride in the French football jumper. I think on form, the Matilda's slightly ahead, but I don't know, I just feel like France is going to come at them with the kitchen sink, the whole bit.
0: (laughs) Will Swanton is a sport reporter with The Australian. The Matildas take on France in the quarterfinals of the Women's World Cup at 5pm Australian Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. Subscribers can follow all the action live at theaustralian.com.au. Thanks for joining us on The Front. Our team is Claire Harvey, Tiffany Dimack, Jasper Leek, Leah Samaglu, and me, Kristen Amiet.
1: Another one been shot with a shotgun and I got the overspray. Search for Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime.